We're continuing with mentoring in the prophetic. And this week, we're going to open your eyes in the spirit and activate the seer anointing as we talk about six ways you can see in the spirit. I'm Robert Hodgkin. Welcome to the Supernatural Mentoring Series, where we make the supernatural simple so that you can grow in the things of the spirit and become even more fulfilled and effective in your faith. I know you're here because you're hungry for the supernatural, so be sure to watch all the videos in the series. They're all free. They're all here on this channel. They're all on the Supernatural Mentoring Series playlist. And hey, be sure to subscribe to this channel so you're notified every time we upload more content. All right, let's jump in and talk about six ways you can see in the spirit. First things I want to remind you of is seeing in the spirit is something God promises that you can do. After all, in Proverbs 20 verse 12, he says we have eyes to hear, uh, sorry, eyes to see and ears to hear. We talk about the prophetic and we tend to think of it as hearing from God. And we've talked about that. We absolutely can hear from God, but it's more about receiving from God and hearing is one of the ways we receive, but so is seeing. We've not only been given ears to hear, we've been given eyes to see. And I want you to catch this, just as you have five senses in the natural, your natural man, your body, the way God designed it, you have five natural senses, including seeing and hearing and smelling and tasting and feeling. Um, did I leave one out? You. I want you to catch that you also have five spiritual senses. Your spirit man, your born-again spirit man, is just as active, just as alive, and is designed by God to also have senses so that you can hear in the spirit, see in the spirit. You can, yes, you can smell and taste and feel in the spirit. And we can talk about those, but in a different segment because this is all about activating you in the seer realm, opening up those eyes of the spirit so you begin to see in the spirit. So remember, we're going to talk about six different ways you can see, but remember, there's no hierarchy. And we did another video on that. I'll put the link below um, uh, in the description below, the link right there. So you can, if you haven't seen the best way to hear from God, you can, you can go and watch it because the best way to hear from God is however he's speaking. The best way to receive from God is however he's broadcasting. There's no hierarchy. And it's really important that you remember that, um, especially when it comes to seeing, because we tend to think of the open-eyed vision as the biggie, but there's six ways to see in the spirit. And it's very important that we be on the lookout and we embrace and we cherish all six of them because that will actually strengthen them and grow them. So with all of that in mind, let's jump in and talk about six ways that you can see in the spirit. And I already mentioned number one, the open-eyed vision. And the open-eyed vision is very simple. Your eyes are open and you're seeing the spiritual realm with your open natural eyes. So your spiritual eyes and your, your natural eyes are basically working together. And just as you're seeing me right now in this video, you'd be seeing into the spirit realm or you'd be seeing things in the spirit, but you'd be doing it open eyed. 
And from people I've talked to or great men and women of God that I've read about, this can be anything from it's it's it, where you see like angels and demons and all that stuff going on just as real as you're seeing all the people around you. I know one man of God, he would get what basically looked like a television screen that opened up in front of people's chests or really their hearts and would and they see in the spirit the secrets of their lives. It could be like a screen comes over the natural and you're seeing the natural and the spiritual. I know of one man of God that told the story about how he was driving in his car and is the windscreen, the, the windshield of his car became like a television screen and he was seeing into heaven as as he was driving. But the bottom line is with open-eyed vision is it's just what it says. Your eyes are open, but you're seeing things of the spirit, things of the usually invisible realm. You're seeing them vis visibly with your open eyes. So your spirit eyes and your natural eyes are working together. Number two is the closed eyes vision. And again, just what it says, your eyes are closed, but you're having a vision. And it's not just a faint impression. We'll talk about that in a minute. It is a clear vision. Your eyes are closed, but it's such a vivid closed eyed vision, basically on the screen of your imagination. Or some people talk about it as like on the screen of the backs of their eyes as their eyes are closed. We we had a woman who was head of intercession for us for years, and I used to joke with her and say, there's an IMAX theater in your head. She would close her eyes and go into prayer and go into these vivid, these technicolor, 3D uh, visions, but with her eyes closed. So in a closed eye vision, your eyes are closed, but you're clearly seeing with your closed eyes, you're basically clearly seeing on the screen of your imagination or the screen of the back of your closed eyes, but you're clearly and vividly seeing with your spiritual vision while your eyes are closed. Then there's the open-eyed spiritual vision. And what that is, is your eyes are open, like my eyes are open now, but you're seeing, even though your natural eyes are open and you're not seeing with your natural eyes, your eyes are open and you're aware of your surrounding with your natural eyes, but you're seeing with the eyes of your spirit and you're discerning with the eyes of your spirit and seeing with them what's going on in the spirit as, as, as while you're aware of with your open eyes, what's going on in the natural. This is how I learned to discern the presence of angels and started having angelic encounters. And we're going to do a whole block of mentoring on uh, angels, just like we're doing now on the prophetic. So I don't want to get ahead of myself and go too far into that. But an open-eyed spiritual vision is where your eyes are open. So you're seeing the natural world around you. And then with your spiritual eyes, you're seeing in the spirit and are aware of what's going on around you in the spirit while your open natural eyes are seeing the natural realm. So number one, open-eyed vision. Number two, closed-eyed vision. Number three, open-eyed spiritual vision. Number four, where you see through the eyes of your heart with thought pictures or mental impressions. The best way I can describe thought pictures and mental impressions and seeing with the eyes of your heart is for me, this is the seer version of the still small voice. When we talked 
last week about four ways to hear from God. And we talked about how the, the most common way that we hear is the still small voice, that bubbling up, that knowing, that speaking, that whispering to our heart. Well, the thought pictures or the uh, mental impressions is the visual, is the seeing, is the seer version of this, where you're getting a mental impression. You may not be vividly seeing something, but instead of getting a phrase or hearing something, you're, you're getting a picture or the best way I can put this is you're thinking about a picture or God helps you think about a picture even more than you're seeing it. It's a mental impression. It is a thought picture. This is the, as I said, this is the still small voice of the seer realm. And here's the cool thing about the faint impressions of the seer realm, the thought pictures, the mental impressions is the more you linger with them, the more you give place to them, the more you kind of pull on the thread, the more you lean into them, often the more details you'll get. Now, that doesn't always mean they'll become more, more and more vivid and they'll become more and more 3D technicolor or and become closed-eyed vision or open-eyed vision. But I have seen again and again and again and again and again over years and years and years when I'm getting those mental impressions, when I'm getting those thought pictures, when I'm getting those still small pictures of the heart, when I give place to them, when I give my attention to them, when I linger with them, when I cherish them more and more details will come forth often the same way. It's sort of like the thought picture, the mental impression becomes more detailed, even if it doesn't become more vivid, although it becomes more vivid in its details. And I've also noticed the more that I cherish and lean into the mental impressions, the thought pictures, the more the other seal realms tend to open up. And I'll tell you why I think that is. I think it's because just like the still small voice is the most common way most of us hear from God other than maybe in the word of God. But the, the, the thought picture and the mental impression is also, I think the most common way we see, we just tend to, we just not, we tend not to give a lot of heed to it. We tend not to give a lot of attention to it because it can be easy to miss and it can be easy to move past. And we can be thinking, well, if I'm not seeing with my open eye, or I'm not seeing vivid, vivid, closed eyed visions, I'm not seeing. You know, I used to think I don't really see in the spirit and God had to correct me and say, you have eyes to see. And the more that I embraced and cherished and valued the mental impressions and the thought pictures, the more that I leaned into them, not only did they become more detailed and I could receive more from God in them, but I believe that actually works to build the seer muscle so that then other ways can open us up to us down the road. If we're just waiting for the open-eyed vision, we're never really working those seer muscles, are we? But as we lean into value and cherish the thought pictures and the mental impressions, we're building those seer muscles, not only so that the thought pictures and mental impressions become more detailed and we receive more and more and more from God in them, but we're also building the seer muscles that is opening up the opportunity for the other ways of seeing in the spirit as well. And then two more. All right. So two more ways. We're talking six ways. We've covered the first four open-eyed vision, closed-eyed vision, open-eyed spiritual vision through the eyes of your heart with thought pictures and mental impressions. And then dreams. Dreams is one of the ways that we see 
in the spirit. There's many examples in scripture when it comes to God-given dreams and God-given prophetic revelation and receiving from God and seeing what God wants to show us in dreams, seeing in the spirit through dreams, discerning and receiving spiritual truth, spiritual input, spiritual wisdom, spiritual guidance in dreams. And as I've looked at a lots and lots of the different spiritual dreams, seeing in the spirit through dreams, through all the scriptural examples of that, it feels like there's basically two categories of seeing in the spirit through dreams. Sometimes they're parables in the night. Um, and what I mean by that is there's sort of parable teachings, parable visions through dreams, where what you're dreaming about is from God, it's input from God, you're receiving from God, but it's more metaphoric than literal. And think about Joseph in the Old Testament and the dreams he got about the sun and the moon bowing down, or the stars and the, the, the moon bowing down to the sun and the, the, the sheaves bowing down. The, the, and it was all about the position of authority he was going to be brought into. It was absolutely receiving from God, receiving input, receiving knowledge, receiving revelation and awareness and guidance and truth from God, seeing in the spirit through dreams. But it was more of a parable. It was more metaphoric the way God was showing and speaking in the dream. So a lot of times we'll have these weird dreams and we don't know exactly what they mean, but we can feel something on them. I highly encourage when that happens, sit with God in your prayer time the next day and say, Lord, thank you for what you were showing me in my dreams. Now, Holy Spirit, I'm asking for wisdom. I'm seeking you for understanding. Help me unpack so I have understanding and wisdom what you were showing me, what you were speaking to me. Just like um, uh, Daniel and Joseph could interpret dreams, um, especially Daniel, you can interpret dreams. And a lot of times when God speaks to you in the parables of the night through dreams, we need to interpret dreams. And, you know, people talk about, well, sometimes there's just some weird, crazy pizza dreams. Okay, maybe. But sometimes the weird, crazy dreams are God showing us something, helping us see something. And then that's an invitation for even deeper and greater intimacy and connection and lingering and spending time with him as we ask him for wisdom and discernment and listen to him and perceive from him and see from him what those parable dreams mean. The other category of dreams, uh, the, the, the first is the sort of metaphoric, the parable, the symbolic, as it were. Then there's um, actual encounters, spiritual encounters in dreams that are quite literal. We use the symbolic example of Old Testament Joseph and the dreams he got as a young man. Uh, I think New Testament Joseph, the, the earthly father of Jesus, is a great example of how dreams can be actual, can be literal, and um, are God speaking of things to come, or they are actual spiritual encounters. I mean, uh, Joseph got directions from God or the angels of God when Jesus was born. He knew to go to Egypt. He knew to come back from Egypt. He knew to marry, um, to, to go ahead and go through with his marriage to marry, even when things look confusing and scandalous. Those came to him in dreams and they were actual spiritual encounters. They weren't symbolic. They weren't parables. They weren't metaphoric. They were um, um, literal. And they were not only a, here's what's going to happen, because I know people who see in dreams all the time, and they'll have a dream, and then a day or two later, what they saw in their dream will actually happen. That's one literal way God speaks through dreams prophetically, but it can also be actual spiritual encounters in dreams where we're receiving wisdom, 
We're receiving input. We're receiving guidance. We're receiving something from God. It might be him sending angels to tell us like he did with Joseph, or it might be him speaking directly. I know one prophet, when he dreams, he knows the dreams from God. When the dream has no imagery, he hears the voice of God in his dreams. So it's dreams and hearing combined. God can do the same thing with dreams and imagery combined. So our final way of the six ways you can see in the spirit, the six ways you can visually receive from God is daydreams. Now, this is interesting, especially here in North American culture, because most of us in North American culture are raised to ignore daydreams. Stop daydreaming. Pay attention. I know as a kid, I heard that a lot. I daydreamed a lot. And I wasn't raised um, in, 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 in charismatic Christianity. I wasn't really raised in any of this stuff. So it was very well-intentioned teachers that would be like, stop daydreaming, pay attention. Um, but I had to come and learn that just as God can speak to us literally or metaphorically and symbolically through dreams, he can do the same thing through daydreams, where it may feel like our mind is wandering, but God is our good shepherd can use that wandering mind to lead us to something he wants us to see as we daydream. I'll tell you a very personal example. As a brand new believer, um, and I don't have time to unpack the whole story for you, so I'll give you the short version. As a brand new believer, I've been a believer for about six months, not even quite six months, um, and I ended up up in Kelowna, British Columbia, going through a five-day glory school that Patricia King was teaching. This is actually when I first became aware of Patricia. Didn't really get connected with her at first. And it was uh, another couple God encounters he arranged that is how I ended up being raised up in ministry with, by Patricia and her husband, Ron, and coming down to the Phoenix area with them to start the U.S. branch of their ministry and being raised up into ministry and launched out into ministry and still serving with them here in the greater Phoenix Valley. But I'm a brand new believer. And I wasn't even I wasn't even baptized in the spirit yet. That actually happened on a Wednesday night in my bed and breakfast where Holy Spirit came and sovereignly baptized me in the spirit. That's a whole nother story. But I mentioned that because the first several days of the glory school, I was like, what is going on? Because remember, I didn't grow up with this. I didn't grow up around any of this. So I'm up there and I'm watching all these charismatic Christians getting drunk in the spirit, laughing, rolling around in the floor, talking about fire, fire, fire. And I'm in the back of the room with my arms crossed. There's, I don't know, about 100, 120 people in the room. I'm like, what is going on? And I actually had this thought as I'm watching these drunken, charismatic believers having these God encounters rolling around on the floor laughing. I was like, oh, that's where the term holy rollers comes from. These guys actually roll around on the floor. But it just seemed kind of nuts to me. I wasn't sure what to do with it, but I'd driven for 10 hours from Big Fork, Montana to Kelowna, British Columbia. And I'm so grateful it was a long drive because if it wasn't, I'm not proud of this, but if it hadn't been such a long drive, I would have left after the first day because at first this was like weird to me. But then something interesting happened. That Wednesday night of that week in my room in the bed and breakfast where I was staying in Kelowna, British Columbia, the Holy Spirit showed up and sovereignly baptized me in the Holy Spirit and released me in tongues and baptized me in fire. The next day, I found everything to make a bit more sense. And here's my point about daydreams. 
I'm now watching. Remember, I'm a, I'm a, a, basically a brand new Christian, and I'm watching Patricia walk back and forth teaching a lesson in the Glory School. But my mind keeps wandering. I'm really hungry. I want to learn. I'm plugged into the Spirit now. But my mind keeps wandering, and as my mind wanders, I'm thinking of myself walking in the front of the the room teaching the glory school and i'm rebuking myself i'm rebuking pride it's like you know just pay attention robert you're a brand new believer you hardly know anything just learn just listen and learn but my mind would wander and wander and wander and i would daydream and daydream about teaching a glory school just like patricia was teaching one i'm daydreaming and i'm trying not to but i keep having this my mind wanders into this daydream over and over and over again well, within a year, less than a year, God has connected Patricia and Ron and I. They are raising me up in ministry. Long story short, I've come down to the Phoenix Valley thinking I'm coming down here for six months to help them get established um, or serve in them getting established, not like I was going to help establish them, serve as they were getting established in the U.S. arm of their ministry. And then I thought I'd just go back to uh, Montana. But that six months has now become 20 years, um, or actually 19 years as of uh, this month, um, 19 years, coming up on 20 years. Um, and within a year of being down here them raising me up in ministry launching me out into itinerant ministry and then it was less than two years later i actually was teaching a glory school and i remember that glory school as i was walking back and forth teaching one of the lessons and all of a sudden it was like god shifted me back to that daydream and i realized i was living it out God was speaking to me prophetically. He was reinforcing before I even knew Patricia was connected. I was aware of her. I was in her class, obviously, but I didn't know her, hadn't spoken to her, wasn't connected with her yet, had no idea she would be my mentor in ministry, launch me out and actually uh, uh, commission me to be one of the people that would teach her glory school all over the world. I've taught dozens and dozens and dozens of them. It's one of my favorite things I get to do. Um, but that all started. God was showing me that in a daydream. So there you go. Six ways that we can see in the spirit. Open-eyed vision, closed-eyed vision, open-eyed spiritual vision through the eyes of our heart, seeing through the eyes of our heart with uh, uh, thought pictures or mental impressions, the still small voice of the seer realm, as it were, through dreams and through daydreams. Now, one of the challenges we always have when I'm teaching on seeing in the spirit is somebody always says, and I get it because I already told you, I used to think this about myself. People will say, oh, I don't tend to see that much or they'll flat out say, I don't see in the spirit. Well, number one, yes, you do. You're just not aware of what you're seeing in the spirit because we think of if I'm seeing in the spirit, I'll see it with my open natural eyes. Sometimes yes, a lot of times no. So the first thing you need to do to really unlock these six ways of seeing in the spirit is start agreeing with truth. Repent of all the times you've said, oh, I don't see in the spirit. I never see in the spirit. I don't see much in the spirit. God's word says you have eyes to see. He even says in Revelations 3.18 that you can come to him to obtain eye salve to anoint your eyes that you may see. So simply pray this with me if you feel led by the Holy Spirit. 
Holy Spirit, thank you that you are the spirit of truth. And the truth, according to the word is, I have eyes to see. And Holy Spirit, I ask right now and by faith receive right now from my precious Jesus, the Jesus of Revelations 3.18, the victorious risen Lord in all his power and with all his authority, reminding me that I can come to him and obtain from him I salve to open my eyes to see. And I ask now that you would open my eyes to see, that you would open my spiritual eyes and you would help me in my soul begin discerning and be aware of what I am seeing in the spirit. I repent of denying that I see in the spirit. I proclaim that I do see in the spirit. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, for helping me and gracing me and teaching me to be more aware in my soul, what my spirit eyes are always seeing. In Jesus's mighty name, I pray. So there you go. Six ways to see in the spirit. Begin by agreeing with truth that you do see in the spirit. Remember, there's no hierarchy. Embrace and cherish the dreams that you get, the daydreams that he gives you, the mental impressions that he gives you. And if you start to see closed-eyed visions, open-eyed spiritual visions, and open-eyed visions, praise God, thank him for it. But one way is not better than the other. They're all precious because they're all from him. And remember, one of the ways we build the seer muscles, one of the ways we help our soul, our mind, our natural eyes, as it were, be more aware of what our spirit eyes are seeing is we embrace that and we lean into that. And that's what you're going to start doing. And your eyes are open and you're going to build those seer muscles and see more and more, perceive more and more and receive more and more from God in the seer realm. All right. Thank you so much. Next week, we're going to be talking. We're going to do one more round of talking about the prophetic and ways we receive in the prophetic. And we're going to be talking about five ways that God has been trying to get your attention and tell you and show you something that you have not been aware of. So be back with me next week for that. And hey, be sure to share these videos with anyone and everyone you know who wants to grow in the supernatural aspects of their Christian faith. And if you haven't subscribed to this channel yet, go ahead and do that right now. I just saw some statistics that about 60 some percent of the people watching these videos haven't subscribed yet. When you subscribe, some good things happen for you. Some good things happen to us with the algorithm. We'd really appreciate it. And one last quick thing. If you've been blessed by these videos and you want to sow into them, you can absolutely do that. And we would greatly appreciate it. You can simply go to roberthodgkin.com and click the giving link. And you can give a one-time gift that we'll greatly appreciate. Or consider becoming one of our Go Team partners and sign up for a monthly donation that helps us go to the nations with meetings, ministry, missions, and media like this. God bless you. And I'll see you back here again next week for another episode of the Supernatural Mentoring Series. We talk about five ways God's been trying to get your attention and show you something and speak something to you, but you haven't known to pay attention to these ways that he's speaking. If you're hungry for more of the supernatural, you don't have to wait for the next Supernatural Mentoring Series video. I recommend you go and get a copy of my new book, Realms of Power, Operating in Untapped Dimensions of Holy Spirit Power, today. 
You can get it through roberthodgkin.com, amazon.com, barnesandnoble.com. You can go to your local bookstore, and if they don't have it on the shelf, they'll order it in for you. And if you happen to like eBooks, well, you can get a Kindle edition from Amazon, or you can get an iBook edition from Apple Books. But anywhere in the world, you can get a copy, either a hard copy or a, a, a digital copy, an, an ebook copy of Realms of Power. And it'll open up 12 different supernatural realms of power in the Holy Spirit to you. Every single chapter is another, it's about another realm, shows you scripturally what you have and gives you keys on how to begin to move in it. So you can start establishing these realms in your life and in the earth through your life. There are things like the power of faith, the power to work miracles, um, the power to shift atmosphere, the power of tongues, the power of decree, the power to create wealth, and so much more. Get your copy of Realms of Power and start moving in the supernatural aspects of your Christian faith today.